Welcome to the Next Cloud Podcast. Let's talk about digital sovereignty. Yeah, welcome back to the Next Cloud Podcast. This is your host, Ingo, and this is the second part of the talk with Jan. And now we focus on the Next Cloud design. Yeah, design, mm -hmm. Next Cloud design a little bit more. I don't know. Uh, How is the process saying, okay, we take blue and that's <laughs> the logo is so you just sit in a room and think, oh, a little bit of blue, a little bit of green, uh, white shades here. Uh, how did the, is this working? So, yeah, or so is this, is, is it a team effort or? So for the blue, we did user testing to test 41 different shades of blue. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah, then, seriously? No, no, no. That's a, so that's a, the other story of uh, Google actually did that apparently. Uh, okay. It's this, or it's this uh, stupid joke. I don't know if it's a, at this point, if it's an urban I, legend. I mean, your laptop has at least uh, three, four blues on it. Yeah, yeah. Also different projects, but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a, so as a general thing. I mean, to the simple answer is, for example, well, the own cloud blue was definitely too dark, almost black, and uh, so not not so friendly. Yeah? And the own cloud logo, for example, was also too complex. And so, um, like, it's not something like a good logo is something that you can draw very quickly that everyone that who sees it can draw. Mm -hmm. very quickly so okay. um and that we didn't have before and um yeah so this was i mean and this in the beginning of course was was very very quickly made um uh the the, the logo was made by by uh, the partner frank at the time actually uh because it needed to go like very quickly and stuff like that and i did like or we collaborated on it uh did a bit on um uh, of it um but i mainly focus on the on the interface Uh, design and interaction design so yeah this you see that there's like a lot of a lot of like um yeah people do like or a lot of people work together yeah and it's that's not generally what i could see in design in classic design because people tend to have this ownership or this feeling of ownership over it or of like intellectual property even more than than in uh in in coding And so um, this is always what I try to break up a bit or what in generally designers in open source try to do. So um, what I did through the years, for example, was like one, one talk of mine uh, was, was titled like, or, or had the, had the takeaway uh, to make yourself obsolete. So to, to essentially, yeah, live this culture of design and teach everyone on your team how you do stuff um like the the logic behind it so for example you um so i i when there's a new feature for example or when there's a when there's something we need to work on yeah? i i open an issue uh, i do uh, i write a specific or i make mockups so like and this doesn't it really doesn't matter what the mockups are made with like people often ask me oh, what do you i use for mockups I do not care. Okay. Pencil. Yeah, exactly. This is actually uh, the best tool, I think, because everyone okay. can use it. Yeah. So paper and paper and pen. Um, and, uh, then, yeah. So you, you mock it up on pen and paper, or you can use, uh, GIMP or Inkscape or Sketch or Figma or, or what have you. You know, there's so many tools. Actually, the, the best tool I found was a whiteboard and working together with other people. Because then you really have this like big space and you can you can remove stuff quickly and you can adjust stuff. It's 
really, really super useful. And then... Uh, Low would, tech. Exactly, exactly. Uh, or, I mean, yeah, it, it always works. Uh, and um, then uh, you, you put it in the issue. And the important thing is, of course, not only the mock-up. Yeah? Because oftentimes you see people only put, uh, only put uh, mock-ups in the thing and say, and say nothing uh, to it or just say design for new design. The for new design. <laughs> and then you're supposed to like explain it to yourself or something and oftentimes this also um when then um uh, you look at it you're like hmm, but this didn't account for this or this where's the search bar or etc etc so um what we do generally is we do it very iteratively and we also have always all the design reasoning on it so like we have the mock-ups but it's also then explained it's uh, it's uh, explained via text and you just say yeah when 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 you click there this happens and then you have another screenshot or like in the case when there's no content or when there's no search result etc cetera, etc cetera. so you, you have it you have it explained in a way that people yeah who, who who haven't seen the design before also or seen the other design know why this is the way that it is essentially and uh, how is a, a mock-up transferred i mean if you are all remote so is there mm -hmm. something uh, someone uh, doing a pdf and, and emailing it <laughs> to everyone or <laughs> well so we use uh, github uh, for all uh, collaboration so um and even the, as designers we um, i mean we do have actually a talk channel so we use Nextcloud talk for communication but then as early as possible so that it's not only in this like um, uh, I mean, it's not private; it's a it's a public uh, talk channel. But we want to make sure that everyone who could possibly be interested is involved. So um, we we try to make this open, or uh, well, as open as it can be when it's on GitHub issues, because then we we open an issue, so we're directly in the issue tracker, where also bugs and and feature requests are are tracked, um, and this makes it very close to the development which makes a lot of sense because then you yeah all the designers know who the developers are and what they're working on and then when when someone or someone can be mentioned in a in another issue saying hey do you have any design feedback and yeah it's just i mean github is just a exactly like any any old topic and comment system you know so it's um yeah it, it is a bit I, w i will say it is a bit different than than um other tools in a way that for example well it's not that widely used to begin with in in design and you don't get it taught at university which is uh, i think a big issue um and yeah meanwhile you're getting probably taught figma and envision and framer and whatever and and slack or trello or something and then you know how these work simply because you were taught them mm -hmm. so so as a designer at Nextcloud, I have to use Git a little bit. Um, no, you don't have to use Git, but just GitHub. GitHub yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. So the web interface is, yeah. is enough. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Basically, I mean, it's also enough if you actually don't use it. Like you can still just like be in the talk room and then uh, like work there. But um, yeah, it's a it's a we're happy to help. Yeah, and we we also do. For example, what, because I was saying university, um, what I sometimes do, I go to universities um, and do um, 
uh, do uh, like workshops there. So for example, in the Merz Academy Stuttgart, uh, I was like several years ago now and uh, worked with uh, design students on how to get involved in open source. And also I did that in the, uh, do you know, Hochschule für Gestaltung, Schwäbisch Gmünd, like design, okay. design university uh, okay. in Germany also. Yeah. And so uh, this is, yeah, that's really the thing that, that the, the problems are more structural than, than, uh, than just like, oh yeah, what, what is, what is GitHub and here's how GitHub works. But um, it's also an education problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's uh, mainly uh, one. So if people just uh, uh, are taught a product and not uh, concepts, then it's yeah, uh, exactly. always uh, an education problem. Exactly. Okay, so now we have uh, the blue logo <laughs> and uh, and some UI UX designs. Uh, how do we get to a product and to a design guideline or something like that yeah so um this um so someone has to say okay it has this is uh, this uh, typewriter stuff and and this blue is hex i don't know mm -hmm. uh blah and and don't use this blue with this yellow or stuff yeah, yeah. so this all of course evolves right uh, like in the beginning you write down well we use this hex color for the logo and we use the logo like in this way and the stickers have to look this way um but then new things come up like new apps or new i don't know Uh, posters or something is needed for the conference and then uh, either someone does it based on the guidelines or some guidelines are missing and um, there's like um, i don't know something is added for example or or um, people like people talk with each other and and define these things um, but often also what what just happens is that it's done But by someone, who, mm -hmm. whoever does it. And then maybe the first version is not the best one, but at least it, it does the job, so to say. Um, as it's, I mean, as it often happens in open source, that, that whoever, whoever wants it done does it. And then afterwards, improvements are done for the next iteration. And that uh, oftentimes, of course, is a bit, can be a bit jarring, like where, where things are uh, like wrongly aligned or, or something like that. Uh, but then... Um, that also points basically to a problem where you didn't document something yet. Mm -hmm. And because uh, in open source uh, or designers traditionally in open source are uh, very like few and far between uh, in, a, in a certain extent. And so you have to, you have to manage your time well. So um, for example, initially I, I was trying to i mean I, i i was trying to document but of course it wasn't like the, the priority was in getting stuff done like getting stuff developed mm -hmm. and so then documentation unfortunately kind of takes a bit of a backseat just by virtue of yeah there not being so much time but then when you when you grow the team and of course documentation is also needed to grow the team then as soon as you're two people yeah you better start writing documentation so you don't have communication issues with anyone else who wants to join all the time and so um this is yeah this is all very organically de developing and so for example we just because you, for example you also mentioned typography like um this is something that that uh, we recently uh, changed for example because um we had a um We used to use Open Sans, like an open source typeface that we used that we could use for for yeah website and stand up banners and flyers and the product, 
Um, and then uh, we we were um, uh, we were thinking like we, then we changed it in the in the web interface because it would fi it fit uh, it fitted the logo more. But then we actually noticed that uh, in the that for example for the uh, for the business cards that we were doing like I was designing new business cards and then I was like wait this new font really doesn't look so good it looks too playful looks too round it's not serious enough yeah so um we kind of needed to go back on that and then on the web interface where we also use that we had a whole different problem and that was um support for alphabets like for um for chinese uh japanese korean for cyrillic and so on so there were like a bunch of problems because for example uh the latin letters were displayed in in the font so it was looking nicely and the other letters they were still displayed but in another system font so it looked very jarring to to um to someone from russia for example and so um what we do now like we did some iterations and we do some proposals in that case then and what we do now is what is called a native font stack so um basically what you say is um we define in the css just a list of fonts and basically what that results in is that the uh, the website or the app is just shown in the in the default font of the um of the operating system so in the case of macOS it uses san francisco in the case of android it uses roboto or whatever there is defined uh, in the case of ubuntu it uses ubuntu and so on and so on so that gives us the additional benefit actually that it kind of looks really native so that it that it kind of feels really integrated and really solid uh, whereas for for custom thing you have this um yeah it, it looks like its own thing sure it's a it's a branding it's it's like a, you need to weigh it in a in, in a way um weigh the the benefits and the, and the disadvantages but this is something that we are for example really happy with um now that now that we have it and also we we recently for example changed the font size because we were we were and this is a, a big change yeah? because we were looking at it and it was like due to historical reasons it was 12.8 pixels so like this doesn't even work <laughs> and so um and of course like uh, the like uh guidelines always say well 16 pixels but in practice unfortunately also most sites use 14 some sites use 15 but not really a lot so we do uh, a lot of research in this case so we look at for example hey what does twitter do what does facebook do what does dropbox do what does github do etc etc so we had this um we opened this issue or this what you can say well it's not an issue but it's a discussion we listed what the different uh, platforms do and then we also tried it out and uh, we found that well actually increasing to 14 which a lot of uh, or, or most of other projects use was actually totally possible and then we just did it and so this is for example how changes are made uh, like there was some discussion some trying out and uh, seeing if it works mm -hmm. and uh, are there also uh, tests uh, with people so you're sitting in front of them and oh uh, eye tracking clicking and stuff um, so this uh, unfortunately I would like to do more uh, of them because this is also something that I that I really uh, think makes a product better usability testing I mean I don't think it has to be eye tracking or, or even camera recording or all this overhead I think you just have to sit next to someone and watch them do stuff and, sh <laughs> okay. and, and, sh and shut up yourself you okay. know? Like, uh, so this um, why do you do this <laughs> exactly exactly or, or like no 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 you don't have to click there so I mean uh, yeah um 
so this uh, Jacob Nielsen uh, school of uh, usability testing, I would say, like they do three tests uh, or tests with three people, um, fix the issues or yeah, fix some issues and then do another wave of testing. Uh, very, very low cost, very low, um, low effort. Um, and yeah, very useful. I mean, 2011, when I was doing my uh, bachelor's at the at the uh, University of Stuttgart, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did write my uh, thesis on that uh, and and like on usability testing in in free and open source software. And yeah, this style of usability testing, I think, is a really is a really good point because you can do it very quickly. These days, I do it not so structured, but I mostly like when I. Um, Uh, either when I when I meet new people or when I'm at like certain conferences or when I'm around non-tech people, for example, um, I just show them and it's like, it's not even this like, I don't invite them to like this test session in this room and then we have the camera and the, uh, the whatever, um, but it's kind of more informal and more day-to-day -day, um, how, you, how you notice it, yeah. Mm. And... Um Yeah, the the um, document, the design document, then is a is a is a living thing, or uh, so it's evolving. Yeah. Each iteration, <clears throat> you're changing something, and is this also on GitHub, so for new people to look at it, or yeah. So this is actually on um, on on the in the nextcloud documentation so mm -hmm. we have this uh, developer manual um and there is a is a whole section on design guidelines and that is also for example linked from nextcloud.com slash design which is our entry page for contributing to the design and um yeah there there it, there it shows for example um for developers um uh, it's a thing that well if you use this html like or if you want to if you want to write an app Yeah. And you need a mm -hmm. navigation, for example. You want this left navigation with a list of items, how we always do. Um, then you have just have to use this HTML and it will just work. And we also, for example, um, because we, we really try to follow standards very well and accessibility guidelines, mostly it works just by using standard elements. So this list in the, like, uh, the list in the, in the different apps on the, on the left are just uh, the LI list elements. So it's, it's all pretty standardized and then it will just look right. And now uh, we also actually have a, um, have a um, kind of a break there or not a break. I, I would, I would say it's, Because it's very, it's very um, step by step. It's uh, very um, iterative. Because we're um, where where some time ago or in the beginning, everyone could write their app however they wanted, you know, and and that is still possible, of course. But so then that resulted in some people writing just plain JavaScript, some people jQuery, and then at some point it's unmaintainable. Some people were using Angular, React, or whatever, and some people were using Vue.js. And now we use actually, or we decided that Vue.js is basically the the framework uh, or, or the, the, the JavaScript uh, um, uh, framework of choice. So we have um, we have this uh, kind of uh, development towards using Vue.js components. And there, step by step, we're we're moving all of these all of these things that, that we uh, have standardized just towards Vue.js, and basically, yeah, it just starts out being being the same. Like we 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 just take the design that we have already in in CSS, and we just apply it to the view components. And then while we're at it, we also like fix some stuff that that we that 
yeah before we didn't um or we or we just take it over as it is because it's just good and um yeah it's a lot of it's a lot of these step by step things so and then also when we use the component um for example uh, one component that we that we delivered uh, uh, that we developed newly was um for the for the contacts app that we so we have this three column layout in in uh, in some apps uh, only in two apps actually right now it's contacts and mail so this classic like three column mail layout like you have your your um your inbox uh, and and your other folders then you have the messages and then you have the content and so uh this is something that we then thought hmm this is useful for the contacts app too so let's try to see what we can do to kind of align the design in a way that we can use it for both and so then then slowly we 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 saw like oh yeah first of all the the left navigation of course is the same across like so many apps so that is already standardized since quite some time and then this additional um list um then was was standardized over time with then we said oh well so it should have an icon like the the avatar of the person the profile picture of the of the sender or of the contact and then the first row has the name or the um the subject of the email for example in this case um and the second row can have detail information like which is a bit uh, subdued like grayer uh, like it has a, has a uh, less opaque font um so it has detail info either in contacts it will be the the email address for example if it's set and in mail it will be the subject for example or the um, yeah and it can be can be applied to new apps then too which say hey this is the correct layout for my app mm. and uh, yeah we always try to as soon as we see well this is useful for in in more than one place yeah this is this is exactly the same here and here and here we're like we should standardize And we should see what works for all these three cases and possibly also for cases that might arise in the future. Um, although we mainly focus on yeah, stuff that we definitely know because then you can uh, really, then you don't over-engineer also. And if I'm a new contributor, how do I see those components or are there guidelines saying, okay, for this three apps we did, this and that maybe your app is also one of a kind and and use this for that yeah so this is uh at the moment this is very uh, very fluid and in the works so this is actually a good good uh, moment to jump in i would say and we have this uh, on our github uh, in our github nextcloud organization there's this uh, repository called nextcloud-view And uh, uh, there um, we have a documentation linked, and this is a, yeah, a very uh, visual documentation showing you how the component looks like. How you can you can click around and see, for example, uh, an action menu like this three dot menu, and how it shows like the actions like rename and delete and so on, uh, or the sidebar, for example, uh, all these all these different things, and. Um, There's also, um, the, or the, this repository is also where the development or the integration of new components uh, happens. So, for example, actually, what I just mentioned, the sidebar, this is not fully done yet, but it's it's uh, almost done. And so the discussion about this happens in the GitHub issues of this repository. So if I'm a new contributor or I have an idea for an app mm -hmm. uh, and, okay, looking into it, um getting along a little bit uh but 
struggling? Uh, is there yeah, anything you could help me with? Or is the team saying, okay, um, yeah, that uh, app is promising. Maybe we can help you a little bit there. Um, yeah, how, mm -hmm. how does this work? Right. So the, the start for like a new contributor would be uh, over the, or for a new person, a new app developer, uh, sorry, um, is um, normally by way of this um, uh, app, uh, how's it called? Example app or in the, in the, in the app store, there's this, um, yeah, download an, uh, the, the app boilerplate code basically, right? And so, um, yeah, generate new app, it's called uh, generate app. And uh, that provides you with like the yeah the the as i said the boilerplate code for a new app and um the you see the structure and then you you uh, follow the documentation of where to insert stuff and then you yeah you have all these documented things and if there's any questions um then we for example like we, we have the our forum for example uh, that these questions can be asked in and usually developers help other or app developers help other developers um because of course like if we would do like support for every new app developer it wouldn't really scale so much um but then uh what happens oftentimes is and this is not necessarily yeah the new app developers but this is people who who have been maintaining an app for some time and use the guidelines they notice hmm, something is missing or something is is off or we need a specific case so what we do is we basically proactively involve uh the developers of of A lot of apps like, uh, yeah, I mean, the, these main apps like calendar, contacts, uh, mail, uh, uh, talk and such, uh, of course, always um, because, yeah, all of them also also work at Nextcloud, but uh, also people from other apps. Yeah, like, for example, tasks or, or nodes or, or, yeah, maps and so on, right? Um, because only then we can see we can see what the what the different developers are doing. So, for example, Yeah, a really good example is the the sidebar. Like um, initially, before we standardized it, before we worked on standardizing it, it was kind of a yeah the, the wild west uh, of like what could be shown in there. You know, like it was some people showed just a I don't know a text field and a description or something. Uh, some people uh, or, or some apps there was really sophisticated, uh, and in this case, files was basically our main like the this is the living mock-up right so it shows the file like the preview of the image file name below and like change date and like tabs for activity sharing and so on and then um we noticed hey we need the same in talk for example and then at that point um uh, we were thinking oh well uh, calendar also has a sidebar and then i took screenshots of all the different sidebars of like i think 10 different apps um or or 12 or something i don't know and then we had a meeting and this actually happened at a at an in-person contributor week um we had a meeting about it and we we sketched what a new sidebar would like what a sidebar standard would look like and this way we we then we then started with this um standardization process and then we uh, we worked on yeah making it Uh, with a, with a CSS like with a structure like what should be the structure that you should follow what are optional elements that you don't need for example uh, and now um, we're we're basically working it into a, a view component that you can then if you use view you can even easier use you can say hey I'm using these tabs and this content should be shown mm -hmm. yeah 
so it's also a little bit easier for uh, new app developers uh, starting with a new app um, because there are yeah standards yeah standards there exactly so i mean i personally i mean i always say i'm a designer i don't say i'm a developer but i do a bit of vue.js and i feel it's super simple and it's really like we just actually had a had a mail i just came back from a mail um mail app um work week and there i also worked a lot on the on the vue.js code uh, even though i'm not like or I, i always feel like i'm not super comfortable with javascript and it's super simple and so it's it's very um uh, of course th that's the only reason why we do it right because it makes life easier for developers right um this is and this is the thing like because as a designer on an open source project um something that is really important for me is not only the the end user experience but also the developer experience yeah? because you have to really make sure that it's easier for people to develop what they want to develop for your platform because this is actually very valuable for nextcloud right all these apps is like bringing incredible value uh, to 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 the the platform and also then to the people who are using it so yeah we should make it easy mm. So there are events, sprints, or something like that, where you come together yep. working on an app uh, and discussing how, yeah, how it should go, go further. So there are mm -hmm. design people and and developers alongside, mm -hmm. and they're talking and doing stuff. Yeah. So we have essentially three different types of events that we do regularly. Um, the the main things are the. Um, Well, the main two things are the contributor week. So we do that every four months or three months, roughly um, coinciding with the releases so we can plan for the next release. And this is an, a completely open event uh, for everyone. Um, it uh, used to happen in Stuttgart at the office. Uh, the next one will actually happen in November uh, in, the, in the new office in, in Berlin. And so uh, this is yeah always very open. We write a blog post, we invite contributors. And um, the other bigger thing is the conference, of course. And this always is like a weekend of the of the talks and then also contributor week. And this, of course, is also a good, a really great way to for designers to get involved because, yeah, communicating on GitHub is, of course, as we talked about, it's like, I mean, it's kind of difficult, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if you have to communicate like why something is, why something is easier to use and, um Yeah, it's not code. Uh, so, and then there's a, a third type of event that is basically very self-organized. So uh, we just uh, say, hey, um, it would make sense to work on this. For example, this this mail um, uh, work week, we uh, just said, hey, these people should be there. Uh, one of the people is the the mail app maintainer. One of the people is our um, is our server lead. Um, another one is a um, fellow from the design team and also doing a lot of front end. And and then me. And so with four people, we were working for, for a week or four days, uh, specifically, yeah, a sprint for the mail app. Mm -hmm. And we're doing something similar soon for the uh, desktop app, for example, uh, where we where we are doing it yeah, also with four people. And um, we work focused, like, and, and this is also a design focus, actually, for the desktop app. So there's always like this kind of focus, like what do we work on? Like, uh, is it a developer or development focused week or focused on bug fixing or, or design? And you meet in real or yeah. just? Yes. So, yes. 
so this would be so the the mail hack week actually like it's also very fun for example because for the mail hack week we usually go to lower austria uh, where the maintainer of the mail app lives and um it's very nice in the countryside and uh, okay um and that's also very chill like we uh, I think last year or two years ago, I don't remember, I organized a, a work week um, at my parents' place because that's also in the countryside. It's it's very funny and uh, it's just, just nice to not always only work in an office. Um, yeah, but the, the for example, the desktop uh, work week, we were like, oh, well, two people um, are from Hamburg, two people are from Berlin. We just do it in the Berlin office. It's very easy. They can just come over and then um, we, we do it in the office so it, it doesn't really matter where it's just yeah how geographically geographically it makes sense so for example we did it at my parents place because that was kind of the middle of where everyone lived like someone came from france someone from the netherlands someone from uh, germany and and me so okay so uh let's say next cloud 20 is on the way uh what next cloud 18 yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh you mean next cloud 20 okay yeah, yeah. I, i don't know, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. uh what 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 are the things you're going to do for for a release or for uh, for um, yeah release in the in the near or uh, far future? Right. So um, I mean the 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 far future thing. Um, we always roughly have like something some some stuff in mind, but it's not so it's not so super clear because we of course don't wanna don't wanna Yeah, set ourselves to this to to a, to a commitment that okay, we then. So, so there is no backlog uh, dating to. Oh, there's, there's a lot to... of backlog. <laughs> there's always a lot of backlog, and there's always, of course, a lot of uh, vision. But then, I mean, it's you can kind of think of it as a funnel, you know? Like it's like there's a lot of things that we could do, and there's. Uh, I mean, we have we use these milestones on GitHub also, and we always have a milestone for the uh, next release and for the release after next, and there we just put stuff that is like sure this would make sense um but the forming really comes for the next release because um yeah and i mean this is also i would say completely normal i mean there's like there's like specific um specific things of course where we work long term on um because they need just need some more work or some more integration but in general uh, it works um it works for for the next release or for the one after that Just also because, for example, stuff falls off that we couldn't that we couldn't finish, uh, or or new requirements came in and so on. So yeah, um, and um, so so th there's always there's always to a certain extent it's always um, working on on things that that we need to polish, for example. So like uh, better integration with existing things. So we have this text editor, for example, or this text app, um, and um, We were, for example, working on uh, integrating that very nicely with the talk app, so that you can that you can uh, really um, even when you when you share a public uh, link or if, if you share share a link, you can you can collaborate with the people, and um, it's um, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, integration work going on, yeah. So that we um, that we make sure that the ecosystem really works well together so um and the the specifically the next release uh there will be a a, a bit of a a bit of a um uh well it's a surprise i might say uh, i won't say i won't say now 
um <laughs> but uh, it would be exciting uh and okay. uh, for me personally it's uh, uh i think it's also very important and and you're and going from and, uh, blue to red <laughs> <laughs> that not I can, I, can, I can say i can say that that will, will not happen um but yeah um uh that is that is that is a very special one and generally the 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 thing uh is also that um i mean that that's always the thing with, with open source development right the the normally companies have like these big announcements you know and and it's like um yeah now now dropbox does this and that or google does this and that and so with open source projects it's like all in the open anyway so oftentimes there's this like oh mozilla releases this and like do these changes well like anyone can look on the on the issue tracker or on their public roadmap planning and it's essentially the same with us so like just by virtue of of pr you also have to like kind of kind of uh, hold back hold and, back a bit uh, yeah exactly and and um build up some excitement so i will do that now by <laughs> just uh, staying silent <laughs> okay uh and then the marketing team will uh, do its best to yeah uh, <laughs> to push it okay so open source company open source design uh you mentioned already some open source tools for design um maybe you can go a little bit deeper into that uh mm -hmm. are you using i don't know inkscape for instance um mm -hmm. are other people working for nextcloud using uh, the open source design tools mm -hmm. and and which ones for what yeah. so um yeah as i said uh, uh, th this is like also um really yeah down to preference essentially like we don't have a uh, we don't have a set standard um and i mean we're also thinking about maybe it would actually be good to do that right because uh, now we have this uh, situation for example where um we have uh, uh, one contributor um and she's doing super awesome designs for the for the talk app for example uh, she's using sketch because she's on macOS. The problem is, of course, Sketch only works on macOS. And um, most of us do not use macOS. Like, I do not use, like, I use Ubuntu. And um, so that doesn't really work, right? Then there's uh, Figma, for example, which is a web-based um, mock-up tool, which is very similar to to, um, uh, to Sketch. So you can actually import Sketch files there. And this is what uh, another contributor to the Talk app uses, Um And uh, he also does great work. So, like, we we need some way of like, I mean, and currently it's just everyone works with their with their um, preferred tool. So, I, for example, use yeah, pen and paper, or I um, um, I talk with with the people using the uh, using these tools, and and I mainly do like the high level design feedback, and then they um, adjust the mockups, mm -hmm. for example, yeah, um, because for example, like I'm also more over the place like I'm, i'm working on the android app the ios app the desktop app the server and then all these different apps so it's like yeah because like so you have the overview exactly exactly yeah. so so i have the overview and and i'm kind of coordinating and i'm kind of keeping in in the back of my head like what's what's the requirements here what's the integration here also um, regarding cross-platform um um, cross-platform yeah compatibility but also being on par like with your own mobile apps for example like that the mobile apps integrate the same features that are on the server and in the same way and in the same style 
And so, um, and then we have other people who, for example, yeah, focus on the specific app, um, or, or on a group of apps or on the standards, for example. Um, yeah. Then, um, so tool wise, um, yeah, it's really, it's really up to, up to, uh, everyone. But yeah, this is also a point where standards like, could develop yes even standards for work like for example i know that uh, gitlab uh, the gitlab team i think they have sketch as a requirement i don't know if they like at least uh, last time i checked maybe now they use figma or something um i know that uh, wikimedia for example uses figma as far as i know so um this might also be something that we will change in the future of course the problem is that figma is also proprietary so it's also this because all of us are very very um in it with our hearts like in like making sure that it's open source um being reliant on a on a proprietary thing uh and that also starts with github of course but there you have the community which is the clear benefit right um being reliant on a on anything proprietary is of course really strange yeah and it's um it's kind of um it's kind of off so um yeah so, so i personally for example uh, um i do sometimes do do icons or like most of the icons that you that you see in in uh, in nextcloud i did and i did them with inkscape for example um i sometimes very rarely use gimp for either for mockups or like moving stuff around i mostly actually use use inkscape like for all of these things for for promo graphics for for layout for for anything really for logos um yeah that's that's what i personally at least at least do okay and other tools i don't know uh so there's so desktop publishing or something like that right so actually desktop publishing i mean there's there is a scribos mm -hmm. but it i mean i haven't used it in a okay. long time and this it's also like i mean because it's just very complicated so for desktop publishing I would probably use Inkscape also. Uh, I mean, depending on, of course, how many pages there are. But um, yeah, I like, like, for example, for sticker design or anything, like I really use Inkscape for everything. And there we come again to the, back to the thing. Well, if you learned a tool and if you really can use it, then you're really fast and you can really do anything. And since Inkscape is just vectors, it's very useful for, mm. for anything really. Yeah. But yeah, for that... Um, Uh, I'm also a part of this this uh, this collective called uh, Open Source Design, and uh, there we have a, a whole page of resources, like which includes like where where to get openly licensed icons, photos, uh, typefaces, but also hey, which are some tools for animation, for example, or uh, for 3D or for um, yeah for graphic design uh, or icon design. And so yeah, everyone will tell you different things. Of course, it's it's fully fully personal choice mm -hmm. uh, my choice is pen and paper or if it's digital inkscape or actually directly in the css so what i actually do the, i've kind of forgot about this but this is what i mostly do when something uh, needs to be changing i often directly just like open the for example open the app or open nextcloud in in the browser open the inspector and then change the css right there because it's like the most instant thing okay and then take a screenshot or yeah, how exactly okay yeah And then showing it around and say, okay. "Hey, what do you think about it?" Exactly, and and maybe even I, and that also, and it's so fluid because then um, you you can also actually just take those changes, change them in the code, and then open a pull request with it, and then you already have this thing that other people can try out on their own. 
directly. Mm. So it's it's then very fluent going from being a designer to being someone who knows CSS or works with CSS to being someone who then worked with the code. Yeah? So, I mean, I think more and more designers, I, I don't know, I, I, I don't like super like saying designers should know how to code. Mm. But I mean, we can't we can't deny that it's super beneficial that you can actually realize your own designs and that you can test if it works that you can interact with them and there's of course also tools for that like especially when i was at the at the university in schwabisch uh, like the students were like uh, some of us like very excited about framer for example which is also a proprietary tool uh, but like it does a lot of animations and and helps you with a lot of these things and yeah so these things come and go, um, yeah. The the, but the um, yeah. What is always useful is the skills, how you communicate it, how you communicate that a change is needed, and how you collaborate with other people and take in their their feedback. Okay, and that's a team effort. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Is there yeah anything else we should know about uh, design or Nextcloud design in general? I don't know. Uh, my questions are, <laughs> <laughs> are asked. Uh, I mean, uh, I think uh, I think that was that was the bulk of it, basically. Uh, I mean, the important thing is that yeah, everyone who contributes uh, is is uh, very well, or who wants to contribute is very uh, welcome. Mm -hmm. um, open source. I mean, Nextcloud, but also open source in general, needs more designers. Um, so either if you want to get involved in, in Nextcloud design, go to nextcloud.com slash design. And there you will, will find the info you need to mm -hmm. get started. And in general, if you want to get involved in uh, design and open source, uh, at opensourcedesign.net, we have a job board where you can see uh, which open source projects uh, are looking for help. Like this goes from logo design to, to interaction design. Uh, and it's some of them or many of them are even paid jobs. So this is a a great space to yeah really make a difference because a lot of people these days are looking to or more and more are um, are looking to really make a difference with their design and i think open source is a great way to do that um, because it's like a lot of these projects are working on actually meaningful things and um and you have a you have a proper say in it because it's an open community and and uh, maybe if, uh, many people are using it uh, after that i mean if it is uh, It's an open source project, uh, um, yeah, very well known, maybe. So yeah, maybe your exactly. icon will use a hundred or a million of times. And, exactly, and, exactly. And you can say, <laughs> yeah, this this was mine. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, I had uh, this one experience, like it was now several years ago uh, when I was uh, when I was uh, living in Munich and I was playing ping pong in the, in the park or whatever. And uh, there were just... To, to other people or something and uh, I played with them and uh, we were just talking what we do and and they said oh uh, next cloud I, I heard about that I was like what <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> and it was so cool you know um, it's it's always very interesting like when when you see that it really yeah is is used and yeah of course next cloud is quite widely used I mean the, a lot of companies a lot of universities a lot of projects are using it like the TU Berlin for example and yeah that makes it very um makes it very cool to see that yeah you have a lot of people using it and um you also get this feedback then like one, one time uh, i think someone said to me at, at a conference that they use it for schools i think 
and that he just wants to thank us for the design because it's so simple that it's it's very understandable and this is also what we totally strive for right the, okay this is probably the the the, the one thing uh, that should be known about next cloud design like what we do is we really aim to make it very very simple um and and to make it understandable and uh yeah not this typical open or i mean it's not it's not so typical anymore thankfully but like a bunch of settings a bunch of uh, a bunch of bunch of configuration options a bunch of different ways to do stuff uh, we really uh, aim to make it make it usable for the general public so to say and uh, yeah and you can see more about that read more about that on the design page <laughs> including a very cool article actually from i think 2001 or something or, or 2004, I don't know. Uh, anyway, very old. Uh, it's by one of the, the people who worked on GNOME design, which is an article about um, why you should, uh, why you should, if people ask you to include an option or a preference, you should really think about it if that should really be integrated or not, because it because it makes all the other options less visible and and the the um, and then more complicated, but also um, because it increases your testing matrix. So this is actually also for the developers an argument where every option essentially needs to be tested. And so um, suddenly you have a lot of room for failure. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. Are there uh, automatically tested uh, your des design stuff? So we have, we have, uh, like, is it just the CSS and, and JavaScript, what, what is tested? So the JavaScript is tested. Uh, I mean, uh, the, the, um, we don't have like, um, uh, I think maybe someone so was the, working on it, but like not, not visual so is, tests. Yeah. Know? So there is nothing clicking on the things and, and I mean, there is something clicking on the things, but, but not like literally looking for uh, pixel placement, you know? So like it's, it's a, uh, um, integration tests. So like, um, I mean, depending on really on the coverage of the app and on everything, but like th there are the, the, yeah, integration tests for seeing, Hey, if something works, um, but it's not, and I have to say, I, I don't exactly know like what exactly, um, but it's like the, the integration tests, which basically check if it works. But the thing is that it like, it doesn't do screenshots and compares them. Or as far as I know, this doesn't happen <laughs> because, uh, yeah, uh, but, but it would, it would be, it would be nice. But the thing is that of course, at the moment it still moves it moves, uh, I don't know, not a lot, but because of this Vue.js, um, components, uh, components move um there's i think after that we would be ready to to also possibly have that for example yeah. okay yeah thanks jan that you thank you uh yeah told us a little bit about the next cloud history uh how you're doing uh here uh, at next cloud with the offices and and stuff and how the design of uh, next cloud works and uh, yeah, it was interesting. Um, we will hear each other. So your guys uh, at the uh, uh, radios outside, uh, maybe in one month. Very okay. Cool. Yeah. Thanks a lot. And uh, bye bye. Thanks everyone. And bye. See you. <laughs>